Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The go through some emails, check your calendar, see that you have a 45 minute break in the day between meetings, realize this is your moment. So you drive right to McDonald's to pick up something extra delicious ASAP meal. Thank you. There's a meal for every moment at McDonald's. Buy one of your select faves and get another for just a dollar every morning, like a sausage McMuffin or hash browns. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Cowboy meal valid when product served. Welcome, everybody, to the Lucas Sports Report podcast number 83. I am your host, indeed, the only person on this podcast this week, Dustin Gauker. Everyone else has left for the holidays, glad for them. Uh, and I think this is the first time this podcast has been solo. And even though I'm an only child, I am not very good at talking to myself. So hopefully this podcast is not a dumpster fire. But I hope you have more exciting plans for the Christmas holiday than just listening to me to prattle on about sports betting. But we'll give it a go here. Probably a pretty short podcast as I just wrap up the last week of, of news and sports betting and there's a fair amount of it. Uh, as always we're on every platform where there are podcasts please rate, review, or on Stitcher, on Apple, Spotify, all of that. Uh, please follow us at LSP Report for Legal Sports Reports uh, and, all, and read all the stories at LegalSportsReport.com You can follow me on the Twitter machine at Dustin Gauker, G-O-U-K-E-R uh, First thing up this week a lot of numbers came out. We got a, the best ever month for a single state in a launch for sports betting. We saw Tennessee's numbers come out for November. $131 million in handle, which is the, by our calculations, the best first month in any sports betting market that has launched uh, since Passable fell in 2018. So uh, that's a big number. Uh, we've, we've seen launches that have not been quite rolled out uh, in, in, a, in an organized fashion. And Tennessee really did. They saw they had four operators go live at the same time. This is an online-only sports betting launch without retail sports books. So Tennessee capitalized on the on the things that work that we know work. Uh, they have uh, a competitive marketplace, and they have online sports betting, and and all of, obviously all of the handle online there. So this is uh, obviously outpaced anybody else. Uh, we don't have numbers for Nevada when they launched in 1949, but I, I feel confident in saying that this is a better first month than that. Uh, obviously, it outpaces other states where there was uh, a staggered rollout with uh, with retail betting first and then online later. But uh, Tennessee impressive number 131 million. They held 10% of that for a revenue of about $13 million in gross operator revenue. So really good start for uh, what's a what's an interesting state in terms of having the online-only betting market. So we'll see what they do. We don't, unfortunately, have uh, breakouts for what operators do. We don't. They didn't give us many numbers uh, from the Tennessee Lottery, didn't. So we don't know who did well, but you know, we have DraftKings, FanDuel, uh, and BetMGM. These are all major players across the U.S. market, and uh, we assume they all got meaningful market share. DraftKings and FanDuel likely number one and number two in, in some order. And then BetMGM and three. And then there's a, a fourth operator, Action 24-7. Uh, a local operator that's their first sports pick launch. Uh, more launches coming in the new year, we believe, uh, from for Tennessee. So we'll see more operators, and presumably we'll see some interesting things happening. Uh, this makes Tennessee all 
already the sixth largest state in terms of, of sports betting. Uh, and they're right behind Colorado, which also reported numbers this week. $230 million in handle there. Uh, another big month, a record month in, in terms of handle for that state. Uh, and, you know, we're going to probably see these two states that are kind of similar uh, in, in their profiles, uh, probably battling out to be in that top five in, as a U.S. sports betting market. Uh, as always, we know that Coloradans, for some reason, really love their table tennis. It was the second most wagered on sport somehow in, in Colorado, uh, NFL and college football, obviously combining to be number one. Not a whole lot of other sports going on in the month of November, but table tennis uh, is doing some, still driving a significant amount of handle. Uh, we presume this is happening in some extent in other states as well. We just happen to get table tennis broken out in Colorado. So um, anyway, we're, we're close to putting a bow on on numbers for, for November. And it's been, you know, other than PA dropping a little bit, Pennsylvania had a, a month over month drop to November. We've seen record numbers in, in every state. And this is probably going to continue uh, into December with uh, with basketball starting and, and things like that. So we'll, uh, we'll see where that goes in terms of, of where the market develops. Other things on the League of Sports Report docket the, uh, recently uh, and, uh, and other sites, we also run onlinepokerreport.com. And I get more questions than uh, about online poker, uh, usually than even sports betting in terms of what's happening in, in online poker. And Michigan... Uh, Next month, we'll be launching online casino and online sports betting and perhaps even online poker. Uh, the, new, the news this week was a bill out of Michigan that would allow for the state to, to join interstate compacts for, for online gambling. And this most proximately probably uh, legalize would allow for online poker to take place across state borders. Uh, a bill is headed to the governor there that would, would fix the 2019 online gambling law. And uh, we'll see. We'll see what that means. Uh, we just presume the governor will sign this bill, uh, it, but it will still take more action. We still need operators to actually go live in Michigan, which may or may not happen in January for, for online poker. We need the, the Gaming Control Board to actually sign on to an interstate compact. Right now, you have three states that are that have multi-state poker, uh, Nevada, New Jersey, and Delaware, all share liquidity across state lines. Pennsylvania, even though it has online poker, it does not join this compact. And and there's a, there's a question of how quickly or if at all that Michigan will do this. But in any event, it looks like the, they, they at least cleaned up the law to allow for this and we'll see where that heads in terms of whether we have an expansion of online poker in the United States but I wouldn't hold my breath for the, breath for the short term but you know it's a anyway, anytime we're passing bills that involve online poker and make it easier to play those are those are obviously good things uh, Ohio sports betting we have been talking about that up for parts of the year does not look like and well, it actually does not look like it's definitely not happening in 2020. We we will not get a new law, despite the fact that it had been trending positively for for most of the year. We will look for uh, an effort in 2021 uh, when the legislature comes back into session. Uh, but for now, we are not going to get legal Ohio sports betting, uh, as we've said in past podcasts. Some of the sponsors are gone, uh, so, so they're going to need to find new sponsors. Uh, I have to kind of start over from scratch here on on getting a bill through the legislature. But there's at least a chance in 2021 that we see that. Obviously, Ohio missing out uh, with pretty much all of the surrounding states uh, having legal legal sports betting now. So Ohio kind of missing the boat pretty pretty badly at this point. And uh, certainly a lot of Ohioans are, are going across state borders to, to bet at legal sports books right now.
other thing we had on the states, uh, we did, had a piece by Matt Waters kind of telling us where we are with the launch of Virginia sports betting, which could happen as soon as, as next month. But this has been a, as enigmatic of a, a launch as we've seen across the country. We don't have a whole lot of information. We're in this 90-day window when, uh, when the lottery is looking at applicants. We know there's more than two dozen of them. We, we presume that some amount of these will be approved for, for next month. But as we sit here on uh, December 23rd, we have no idea who is approved to be in the state. We don't know exactly when the launch will be. We don't. We have a, a, just not a whole lot of information. Uh, Matt, get Matt uh, did a good job running down what we do know um, and what we think we know. And but we're. Uh, you know, I'm hoping that if you're here in Virginia, that if you're listening to us next month, you'll be able to, or uh, in February, you'll be able to bet on the Super Bowl legally at, a, at an online sports book. But unfortunately, not a ton of information there. So so we'll see. Hopefully, uh, we start learning a little bit more, and uh, Virginians will will be betting in. In, in short order. Uh, another thing that happened right after we heard of the podcast last week, I think, was this uh, this interesting case that's been around for quite a while, uh, the Commonwealth of Kentucky against Poker Stars, which is now owned by Flutter. As, and if you follow the industry, Flutter is the parent company of a lot of betting brands, uh, especially ones in the U.S. FanDuel, Foxbet, uh, before I mentioned Poker Stars, uh, well, just a lot of the umbrella for a lot of what's going on in the U.S. right now. So this Kentucky Supreme Court case. Uh, Two years ago, uh, Kentucky Court of Appeals overturned an $870 million judgment against Poker Stars, again, now part of Flutter. And then uh, just last week, the state Supreme Court re-reversed that decision, putting its new parent company, Flutter, on the hook for just all, all that money, almost a billion dollars, which is... Uh, a crazy amount. Uh, this, this case had just been kind of floating around and not too many people had thought, uh, given it a second thought in what was going on and uh, there. But now Flutter owns Poker Stars. They are technically you know, on the hook for this almost billion dollar judgment. And it was interesting to me that the stock price for Flutter did, like, went down a little bit that day, but it's, uh, stock it's, investors kind of shrugged their shoulders at this news. Uh, it's not clear what avenue that can be made to to appeal this ruling uh, Kentucky Supreme Court is the highest court in Kentucky um, can this be a can this be appealed somewhere else clearly Flutter is going to try to to fight this in court if it at all can because it doesn't want to just hand a billion dollars over to Kentucky and uh, there's some question about you know obviously there's there's some question about the efficacy that all of this this is all uh, a case that came out of the wake of the poker stars pulling out uh, or being their, their domain being seized on Black Friday in 2011. Uh, Kentucky case come in, came in the wake of that for Kentucky for poker stars illegally serving uh, Kentucky according to the lawsuit. And uh, again, Kentucky Supreme Court agreed with that and in reversing the lower court's decision. So this is one we're going to follow. Obviously, uh, you know, uh, Flutter is a large company, but it certainly doesn't want to just pay a billion dollars of cash. To, to get out of a court case. So we'll see what happens there. It'll be uh, not sure what the next step is there, but it'll be an interesting case to, to follow now that it's uh, it's coming back. Last thing on the podcast, and again, again, short one here. It looks like I've been talking for about 10 minutes, which is more than I thought I might talk just to myself here on the podcast. But really interesting piece on uh, the deal between the NFL and Nickelodeon on uh, Leo Sports Report by Matt Waters. Uh, it's an interesting one in that an NFL wildcard game will be aired on Nickelodeon on January 10th with uh, activation, obviously, for kids. SpongeBob SquarePants is going to be a part of this. So uh, just a way for the NFL to engage with with uh, with a younger audience, which, which, again, seems like a smart thing to me, I think. It's, you know, they... 
and looking at ways to engage younger audience, it's always a good idea. But some of the worrisome thing, and Matt kind of picked this out, is that there are sports betting elements to this engagement that they are doing. Uh, there's a, a, a website called NFL Nick Play where kids can go and pick the winners of games uh, every month, obviously every every week. And obviously, this is not. No, obviously not gambling for real money or anything. This is just pick, uh, pick who wins a, wins a team, wins a game. This is, but it's you know, this. We talk to a lot of people who are in the industry involved with responsible gambling, and there there are some people who are concerned a little bit about this. Even the National Council on Problem Gambling is a partner of the NFL, and they weren't really consulted on this. And uh, you know, you, you look at it; it's a it's a pick'em card that you fill out and you can print out or keep it on, look on your phone and see how your picks did. And this is, it definitely feels like like a precursor to to sports betting. And there are free-to-play contests like this kind of all over the U.S. right now, where you pick things for free and you might you might win something, and there are prizes for this. So it's there. While it's not sports betting, it is a precursor to the sports betting. I think pretty obviously. Um, again, there's reasonable people can uh, disagree on whether this is uh, is a really a precursor, but it's it toes the line for sure when you look at the product and what's going on. Users are also encouraged to quote unquote smash your pick, which sounds like something you'd hear from a tout on a on a sports betting show. Um, but anyway, it's 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 interesting, and it's uh, as we always talk about the leagues uh, are trying to do you know obviously make money and monetize sports betting. So you know when they when they do things like this, I think there's a, an extra level of caution that they need to to exert in, in how they they market this. And, and again, not saying this is quote unquote sports betting, but it it looks a lot like sports betting. You know, if you if you were throwing down money on this, it would be sports betting. You look at what what responsible gambling people said in this uh, in, in the story that we wrote. You know, it's there's a there's a fine line that needs to be that's being walked there, and and you know. Is it, is it the best idea in the world? Maybe maybe not. Maybe it's okay. But you know, I think these are the things we want to think about as, as the U.S. sports betting industry grows. You know, you're setting the stage for for kids to you know think that they're good at good at picking games, and, and maybe they are, and maybe that turns into to sports betting. But there are lots of lots of unknowns about how U.S. betting industry is going to to, to evolve here. You know, we're still only two and a half years into this, and you know, I, I when I see things, I, I get a little worried when we, we might not be. Doing doing the right thing or, or not thinking things all the way through. Again, maybe this is harmless, but you know, I think there are some people who think it's not. Um, I mean, we definitely read the story. It's been uh, shared around a lot on, on social media, and Matt did a really great job on it over at LegalSportsReport.com. All right, that's all I got. Just wanted to get a podcast in in case we have loyal listeners who die to hear my voice every week. I doubt that's the case. But uh, again, uh, please subscribe, rate, and review to the podcast. Uh, we'll have somebody back here with me, I believe, next week to talk about uh, what happened in 2020 with sports betting. And we'll certainly have some more news uh, probably early in the week. Sports betting news cycle has not slowed down a whole lot, uh, even with the holidays coming up. So we'll see what, uh, what crops up next week. Thanks, everyone. The go through some emails, check your calendar, see that you have a 45-minute break in the day between meetings, realize this is your moment, so you drive right to McDonald's to pick up something extra delicious ASAP. 
meal. Thank you. There's a meal for every moment at McDonald's. Buy one of your select faves and get another for just a dollar every morning, like a sausage McMuffin or hash browns. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal, valid when product served. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 